Is hot girl summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck? I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two Tone Training. Training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. What's up, toners? We back. We back. We good. We great. We're tearing it up for this podcast. Thursday yet again. The weeks always go by so fast, and I feel like I always say this, I I'm like a cat. I've lived nine <laughs> lives before Thursday. <laughs> I know each day feels like three days. Um, I've got, I've got to say it. Um, and someone just said, "How was your morning?" I'm like, "Well, I just woke up, so it's going well um, so far." But TBD. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> no, hopefully onwards and upwards through the week, um, through the day. But how's your week been, Leah? I feel like sometimes we just get right into the the thick of it, the and meat and potatoes. I'm like, I I forget to ask, like, how are you? Like, we did just wake up. <laughs> Well, it it is fair for you to ask me that. Normally, we are attached at the hip, but Wednesdays, for anyone that's curious, Wednesdays <laughs> is our day where we are separated for a long period of time. Um, I work late. You and and normally I'll come home. Last night I went out for a few drinks with coworkers. Oh, Wild in these days. Oh, wilding <laughs> out. Sorry, tame me. Um, so I didn't. We didn't really get to catch up. So I feel like we don't see each other for one day, and all of a sudden we're like blabbing in the car as if it's been ten years. For sure. No, it's it's weird. Those days that we're not totally on top of each other are in sync. But I'm excited. <laughs> Thursdays we do teach virtually together, so it feels like we're back on track. This week has been a little crazy, though. I think yeah, how have, about you? We have managed to see each other, and for those of you listening, um, we are we just we just launched a vlog. We did, so uh, we keep making the joke. It's like the vlog that no one asked for, <laughs> but we're really excited about it. We're dabbling in YouTube. We've dabbled in TikTok, yeah. Instagram. It seemed like the natural next step. Right. We have a podcast, so now now YouTube. Yeah. And we're going to see kind of what sticks, but there's definitely a lot to learn, I feel like, when it comes to vlogging. I mean, I know for myself personally, I love to park my butt on the couch and watch these vlogs like a day in the life. The grocery hauls, don't get me started on the grocery hauls. They're so exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, hopefully we can live up to some of the content that we watch. But so many, like, highlights this week, including kind of creating that vlog, um, some of the collaboration classes that we have on deck. So yeah. that's what our next vlog is about is the highlights um, of our week. Yeah. No, I'm excited to share. Our first one was about the Hamptons. This one, giving a little bit more insight to the day-to-day, as much as I'd like to say I'm in the Hamptons every weekend, um, I'm not. (laughs) The the sad truth. (laughs) Um, But today we are getting into a bit more of a serious topic, talking about mental health. So we've been asking our toners, our listeners, um, what they want to hear from us. And mental health was definitely a big one. And it's something that I think people are starting to get a little bit more comfortable talking about. Um, But we want to dive into that topic. Yeah, um, I think we're going to be talking about mental health and like rest, recovery, mentally and physically. Right. Like I think it's all, I always say like we draw out the pie. We <laughs> talked about trying out the pie. Always back, back to the pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and part of that is mental. Part of it's physical, taking those rest recovery days because you can't be go, go, go. We make the joke of living mm-hmm. nine lives before mm-hmm. we get to this podcast. Right. But um, figuring out when those rest days are, those recoveries, those resets. Exactly. Yeah. I think there is a sense of guilt that comes along with taking a rest day. I know the type of people we are, the type of people um, a lot of people are 
is that they feel like they always have to be on the go, on the move. And when they do take those rest days, they feel almost lazy. And we need to get out of that mindset of feeling like those rest days are laziness and also taking those rest days to be a mental rest day as well as a physical one. Right. Your body craves it. Your mind craves it. Um, and especially, I don't know, like owning our own business too is sometimes like we have such a hard time saying mm-hmm. like no to right. no to things and just knowing when we really do need to kind of pull it back, take that second, um, take that time away from your phone. We can dive in deeper later. Yeah. But, um, that reset that we all need. Exactly. Um, so I, I mean, we, we do talk about the physical need for rest, for recovery. So if you are training, if you are strength training, um, you want to be taking rest days, I would say at least one to two times a week, um, maybe even three, depending on how vigorous your training is. And like a lot of things we talk about, there is never a one size fits all. But if you are doing any sort of strength training, you want to be taking at least one rest day because that's where the magic happens. That's where your muscles recover. That's where they grow. And if you're constantly tearing those muscles down, they, they do get little microscopic tears in them each time you strength train and you work out. So if you never let those heal your muscles are never going to grow. And that's just sad. Who who doesn't want their muscles to grow? Come on now. Right, right. Gain, gains over here. <laughs> no, giving them the time to repair. And also, um, not only just talking about rest days, but Lee and I work out kind of in splits. So mm-hmm. working different muscle groups. Um, that way you're not necessarily like doing glutes every day. Like we know ladies, we love our glutes. We love building season. Yes. Every season. But you should not be working doing leg day every day. Right, exactly. So if you're working a certain muscle group, you want to take one to two days off of working that. So you don't want to go back to back glute day. I'm sorry, sorry to say it. Um, so that's why we do like working out in splits. And a lot of people um, kind of ask us what what we like to do, what our programming is, and that, and that split seems to work well for us. That way we can hit one muscle group one day, um, another muscle group a different day. And then usually we like to have one day of just like kind of straight cardio um, tends to be our thing. Yeah. And then figuring out kind of what goes into your rest day. It doesn't necessarily need to be a day. Sometimes people think rest day and they're like, Oh, I'm going to be a couch potato all day long. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, that does sound really nice. (laughs) I could use one of those right about now, but even having like an active recovery day, like getting outside for like a nice walk, um, for us, maybe even taking like a stretching class, a yoga class. There are so many different types of classes. We always, we're always promoting group fitness, but, um, not always just going so hard, that strength training, switching it up, keeping your body guessing, keeping it on its toes. Right. Exactly. I think, oh, um, I would, I struggle with the concept of, yeah, rest day means I, you have to like strap me to the couch and I have to watch TV and like eat potato chips all day. Like, I don't know why that just comes into my mind, (laughs) which is so, which is so like, I, I hate that. That's how I feel. Um, but just knowing like I can have an active recovery day when I go on a nice walk. It's also like mentally freeing being outside, like sitting with my thoughts for a little bit. So that active recovery is a thing. It is important. And it's a great tool for a lot of people that don't want to take the moment to just sit on the couch. Um, but with that being said, sometimes you do need that. You do need just don't move. Right. No, for sure. Your body needs a break. And um, also when it comes to recovery, I think just, um, emphasizing the, um, uh, importance of like foam rolling, of massaging, of mm-hmm. stretching, st- making sure you're stretching not only before your workouts, but also maybe even on those recovery days, like taking the time to really relax, 
um, stretch out those sore muscles, massage those sore muscles um, so that they can really properly repair like we're talking about. Right, exactly. Um, I think there's like Theraguns out there and we talk to our friends about how we have one and we love it. And they're like, those are so expensive, but you can find some pretty decently priced ones on Amazon. I think maybe even like 60 to $80, which again, seems like a lot of money, but it's worth it. Um, you're going to use it all the time and it's so important. Yeah, exactly. So that $60 to $80 you would have spent between two meals, um, of takeout that you didn't need. So, um, think about it like that. And lastly, um, rest and recovery physically, you know, you're reducing, um, your risk of injury. When we're so overworked, when we're so burnt out, we tend to kind of overcompensate and our form is all wonky, all wrong. Um, and we're not doing those movements properly. So it is really important to let your body recover so that you're doing your form correctly. We always preach form, 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 get down your form before you progress in any other way. Right. Um, and I forget what I was even going to say, but I, if that brings up a point is like listening to your body. So sometimes you, we have our workouts planned. We always talk about going back to that schedule of mm-hmm. like, oh, I planned right. um, lower body for this day, upper body, but I'm not going to lie. Like I've had those days where I've woken up and I'm like, wow, like I am yep. sore. My body hurts. I am not in it. And sometimes listening to that, like knowing mm-hmm. when to push yourself, but also knowing when to pull back and be like, honestly, I think I'm going to do my body more harm by going to the gym and trying to push through this pain versus just sitting this day out and then striking back the next day a little bit stronger and feeling just well rested and prepared. Exactly. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast maybe aren't, um, they are new in their fitness journey. So maybe like these super sore muscles, these splits Mm -hmm. seem overwhelming, but just know that even if you are new in your fitness journey and you're only working out three to four times a week and you're like, "Mm, that's not enough. I'm not going to see results that way. Three to four times. That's great. If you're starting out, if you can hit the gym, if you can get um, a good workout in and exercise in three to four times a week, you're doing great, sweetie. Um, So so know that. Keep going. No, that's a great place to start three to four days a week. Um, like we said, start a little bit smaller. Even if it's – honestly, if you're someone who's not even working out right now and someone who wants to get into fitness, yeah. starting with one day, adding it on, and then you go to two days, right, and not jumping all into one. <laughs> we talked about that in the last yeah. episode. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, so that's a lot about, you know, the physical aspects of recovery. Now, what about yeah. your like ideal recovery day? So oh. say like there we're taking the <laughs> I want you to envision if you will. Yeah. Right. So we're you don't need to go to the gym. You uh, don't need to go to the gym, whatever. But like yeah. you uh, you're taking a rest day, a full enjoy yourself. Yeah. No plans, mm-hmm. no works on the schedule. OK. What are you doing? Well, it's funny because we were talking about this the other day of like this scenario. Um, and. I am the type, as much as I want to say, that I would love to just sit on the couch and binge watch, like, the Harry Potter marathon all day. Dude, I didn't even know you liked Harry Potter. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, not my favorite, but, like, I just felt like that sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, so, uh, whatever. I, I would like to say that I would want to marathon all these movies, but I know myself, and I know that after one movie... I'm going to be itching to move. So I would say I'd start off my my morning coffee. You know how I like it. The cold, uh, yes. the cold brew that you didn't make. Um, uh, yes. Uh, yep, I know the one. That's the one. Um, 
I like to have my slow mornings, maybe read a few few pages of my book, The Daily Stoic. Um, <laughs> Leah's been reading this book for, um, I kid you not, like a full year. Shay, the way you're supposed to approach this book is you're supposed to read a few pages at a time <laughs> and then let it sink in and think about it. All right. So guys, we'll ask Leah next this time next year yeah. how the book was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for giving me that time. All right. So I'd like to have my morning. Um, my nice bowl of oatmeal, just not feel rushed. I'm always rushed. I'm always on the go. So just not having the pressure to be anywhere. I can zen out. Maybe I'll turn on a few reality TV shows, dive into that. But then I want to go for a walk. I need to get my body moving. Um, I don't know. That brings me to like maybe like 12 p.m. So I'll get back <laughs> to you on the, the one, I'll, I'll right, get back 12. to you on the rest. Um, how about you? What's your ideal rest day? No, honestly, something similar, especially with the nice weather. I love getting outside, even like going for like a slow bike ride, nothing crazy, no (laughs) no marathons, whatever it is, but just um, getting outside, enjoying the nice weather for me, especially now with the beach weather, getting out maybe by the pool, the beach, um, and maybe spending some time with friends and family and getting to do those things that I don't necessarily get to do during those Mm -hmm. crazy weeks, busy weeks when we're teaching back to back or um, sitting behind my desk all day. Um, your desk my desk aka the kitchen <laughs> counter I work remotely so Shay feel too bad for me you know it's, it's funny because Shay's been working from home for like a year now and most people have gotten like a desk <laughs> chair like I don't know a mouse pad Shay has been rocking her laptop and she sits at our island like so casually no back support and I'm just like can you get something a little more like official going on over here okay careful what you ask for we have a tiny apartment and we have already like it's like the clown apartment like we're pulling out a box jump or whatever like a jump rope we have all this stuff in so you this girl gives me so much shit about not having a full-on office setup so careful what you ask for i'm bringing in the works uh-oh i'm scared i can picture like a pink sparkly office chair um love that for me oh uh, yeah talk about extra that's um, I'm, I'm afraid um all right so rest day ideal rest days whatever it means for you whatever is going to calm you down to zen you out um whether it is taking a walk or parking your butt on the couch for a few hours and just relaxing um do with your rest days what you will what your body calls for um But I think now we can kind of jump into more of the mental part of these rest days. And I think COVID was a big turnaround for me because I would say I had such a different mindset pre-COVID than I do now when it comes to like mental health, um, taking those rest and recovery days mentally. Um, Yeah, it's just so different now. I mean, I think this past year has challenged us all in a way that no one is necessarily like prepared for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mental health plays a huge role in it. It took such a toll on us. A lot of people were, whatever it is, like furloughed from work, weren't able to see friends, weren't able to see some family, um, loved ones, whatever it was. But like staying mentally strong through this is tough. And I think what you can kind of rest assured is that you're not alone in it, that people are facing some of those same struggles that you are having those same thoughts that you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I always find peace in that, like finding peace in the familiar and knowing that you're not alone. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's really common for people to put up sort of a front, especially when you're, especially now you kind of see people out and how are you and what's going on? And we just naturally say the good stuff. 
Um, I don't know, like things are good, works fine, whatever. Um, but I think it's important to find those friends and those family members, those trusted people that you can be real and raw with because you need to like empty out those feelings. I, I think a lot of times I struggle with pretending everything's perfect all the time and I don't allow myself to like vent and I like it takes a toll on you. For sure. No, it's definitely not good to have all those feelings bottled up and I think you brought up a good point when you said we kind of just got like, went back to normal like it was almost yeah. like a jump right in like after a year of isolation almost and things just being not normal for lack of better words uh, yeah and then you're jumping right into it it comes with a lot of especially for me like anxiety almost like going yeah. back into some of those social situations that you've been out of for so long and maybe not keeping that distance that you had before I know. I know. It's such a strange concept. Like one day COVID was just like over and it's really not over, but I mean, people are acting like it is and it's weird to wrap my brain around it. And I just, I don't know. I like don't want people to forget the important lessons that they learned during that time of isolation. Like I don't want people to just dive back into what they were doing pre COVID because I think a lot of important lessons were learned during that time. Right. And I think if People can take anything from that time. Hopefully what this past year brought for you, um, besides kind of some of those feelings of discomfort, yeah. it hopefully brought you a clearer sense of what's important in your yeah. life. And I, um, asking a lot of friends and family, I'm pretty sure a lot of people could say that um, maybe they cut out some of the unnecessary things that were in their life. Those unnecessary um, maybe relationships that mm -hmm. were in their life, those unnecessary um I don't know, like even work things that they were putting on themselves as unnecessary stresses and yeah. really figuring out what's important and where they saw their life going. Like if the world was ending now, like what would you want there with you? What are you bringing with you into this yeah. new year into the, um, and what do you want to keep in your life? No, exactly. And like, so I guess like I can kind of dive more personally into what happened with me. I feel like pre COVID I was just, I don't know. I was just going through the motions almost. I was at a job that I was really comfortable with. I'd been there for a few years um, and I wasn't feeling pushed in that. Um, and then like every weekend I would just feel like I, I was almost like checking the boxes off. Like I was almost making plans to say I saw those people just so I can like say I saw those people. Like, it's like, do, do I want to hang out with them or am I just doing it to say, okay, I haven't seen those friends in a few weeks. So check, like now, now they're happy. Like now that's good. And it was so draining. I'm like, I'm not even happy doing what I'm doing. I'm just doing it to check something off a list. And that was like, so that gave me anxiety in itself. Right. No, it's cool to be able to find out like what you're really happy with. And I can definitely say like I shedded some maybe not so great relationships in my life and learned from them. And now I'm really bringing in and paying close attention to how things make me feel, how relationships make me feel, mm -hmm. how my work makes me feel yeah. and really trying to keep those positive vibes alive. Mm -hmm. So, um, finding fulfillment in relationships and in work. Yeah, no, I think something we both struggle with and I know a lot of people struggle with is feeling judged. Um, the fear of people having an opinion on you, that's maybe not so nice. Um, and I know both of us are people pleasers like to like right. our dad is the biggest that. people pleaser we've ever met. Like he is just miss Mr. Wonderful. And I mean, honestly, like great, but that doesn't really pay off in your real life. Like 
the, the rest of the world thinks you're Mr. Awesome, but like, how are you feeling? How, how does that affect you? Right. And I think also like setting those boundaries that people aren't necessarily going to think less of you for that. If saying no mm-hmm. to something, no one's going to hate you. Um, and if they do, then that friendship or <laughs> yeah. that relationship is not worth having. So remind yourself of that. Like someone's thoughts on you, like should not reflect your thoughts about yourself, you know, like yeah. that's on them. And, um, really just leaning into how you feel about yourself and when you need to say no to certain plans when you need to put up some kind of boundaries, um, being okay doing that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that was a big lesson that I took away from COVID is I started to do things only that I wanted to do that were going to make me happy. And that looked a lot different before I was going out drinking all the time, like staying up late, whatever. And that was great. And that was like a season of my life that was fun. But I started to, and I think a lot of people can maybe relate to this is like, you know, when you're like out at a certain place or you're with a certain group of people and you just kind of have this like internal moment where you're like, I don't belong here anymore. Or like, this isn't like what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Like, I don't feel aligned with this situation or or with this group. And it took me a long time to be able to say no and pull myself out of that and be like, I'd rather be spending my time here. And it was hard. It was hard for me. I don't like saying no. Right. And um, it's interesting, even just just outgrowing some things. Like, yeah. you do outgrow things. And mm-hmm. um, I just want you guys to remember that, just not to have, like, regret with it either. Like, right. for that time in my life, like, oh, that was perfect, or that was the yeah. relationship, or that's kind of where I needed to be. Yeah. And I learned from that, and now I'm here. So allowing ourselves to kind of yeah. make some of those mistakes and not being so hard on ourselves either, I think – especially us, yeah. are our biggest critics. And um, we have so many critiques on, oh, I could have done this better. And being able to step back and look at it and be like, yes, I could. I could have done that better. Yeah. But I learned and I'm glad I made that mistake because I can go into tomorrow, the next day, um, with a new strategy, a new plan. Exactly. Um, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think um, a lot of people a lot of people can, can relate to, to that feeling. Um, what do you think some of your biggest takeaways from, from COVID were like, what do you think changed pre and post? Um, I think there's a lot of change that has happened, but I guess we talk about wanting to be people pleasers. And I think a lot of that comes into, uh, um, or just a lot of that anxiety resurfaced when we started our page a little bit, just yeah. because, Again, we're not we're not public figures, but we are <laughs> opening ourselves up to being critiqued. We mm-hmm. post so much. There's so much content online. We're constantly now in front of a camera, um, whether it's teaching a workout, whether it's doing a silly TikTok dance. But we're we're opening ourselves up to criticism. And I'm not gonna lie, like when I take some a look at some of our insights and I see that um, some of our posts were like sent to people yeah. instead of like automatically thinking like, oh my God, like what a compliment. Like my mind automatically goes to, oh my gosh, like who's making fun of us? Like yeah. what are people saying? Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. It's so true. I, it's that sinking feeling of like, oh, like someone's talking crap about us. And like, I mean, we've heard it in real time and then other, other parts of it, maybe our minds just wondering, and maybe they are giving us compliments, but it's so easy to get so self-conscious of like, oh my God, who's saying something. And you know what? Like it's accepting the fact that like, I, I can't sit here and a lot of people can't sit here and say, oh, I don't care what people think. If you say that, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that that's true. It's not not caring. It's accepting that 
everyone has an opinion. Everyone is going to have something to say, but who cares? All right, not not who cares. I'm sorry. Don't want to contradict myself, but okay. Like, fine. They're going to have something to say, but okay. I, I'm accepting that. That's what it is. It's accepting that people are, are always going to have something bad to say. Right. And again, focusing on what makes you happy, your opinion of yourself. Like if you want to post that and you feel good in right. that picture and you want to post that thirst trap, yeah. like go off, post it. Right. Uh, or I felt awesome doing that TikTok dance and yeah. I want to share it with the world and I don't care what you think. Like, again, if it makes you happy, as long as you're not going out there intentionally trying to hurt someone's <laughs> feelings or be mean, right. of course, right. like there's that line, but um, posting what makes you feel good and um, building a business that you're excited about. And I think two-tone training is, is that for us. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I have to like, thank you and give you kudos because like, I remember I was like struggling with something and, and you were like, and it was, had a lot to do with fearing of what people thought. And you were like, what? So you're going to live your life to please this random person that you don't know? Is, is that what you're going to do? And right. I was like, oh shoot, like, you're right. Like at the end of the day, at the end of it all, like, no one's no one really cares that much what you're doing like it's about you live live your life to please yourself because at the end of the day that's what really matters and I think I mean I need to give you some credit too I think you're really good at identifying things that like no longer serve you and especially Mm -hmm. like I think you can really talk about this like in relationships like you've been in a few relationships (laughs) not to throw you under the bus (laughs) but you've been in a few and I think you know exactly that time when you're like okay like this relationship isn't necessarily serving me anymore. It's not that I don't like this person anymore. It's not that I don't care about this person anymore. It's that I'm making room for something better and giving up the good for the great, the great. And that comes with work that comes with, um, relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many things that that can apply to. So, I don't know. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the way you just, can you, can you just tell us a little more about that? Yeah. <laughs> Allow I, me. I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> As if like we've never met. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Leah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think, so um, I would say in high school and college, like I was definitely the type to just sort of be in, relationships that weren't necessarily the best for me and not that they were like so toxic I mean I can think of one like kind of toxic relationship <laughs> yep, yep. yep okay I, know the one. I think yep I think we all have that person we're like oh my god that was not good not cute not cute not cute for for menta- mentally no not cute that was a mind game um so I did have one like very on and off relationship for a long time and then I would notice after that I think that relationship really did take a toll on me and I don't know if I coped with it um in the healthiest way that I could like if I really sat with my feelings and let myself get over it because I feel like after that I just started getting in relationships with people that would just like treat me well and it wasn't toxic it was just like okay this person is a nice person like they're not gonna just like we're not gonna randomly break up out of nowhere like I feel secure I feel safe so I fell into that trap of like after a sort of toxic relationship then falling into the trap of like okay as long as I feel safe then like that's okay and I mean I like I think a lot of people like fall into that they almost like band-aid their feelings we always do this analogy especially I mean again not to throw our dad under the bus (laughs) but we're like you are infamous for almost like patching up the holes in a boat the sinking ship with versus 
rebuilding the ship, like taking right. the time to really rebuild the ship so mm-hmm. that it can properly function, properly set sail. <laughs> um, captain over there? I'm the captain yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Um, instead of, yeah, taking the time to rebuild it, you're patching up the holes. You're like, okay, quick fix. So quick that's fix. why people yep. will jump from one relationship to another. Yeah. They won't necessarily sulk over a breakup, like let themselves heal. Because sometimes I come – not sometimes, all the times, usually coming out of a relationship, you're going to be dealing with um, pain. You're going to be dealing with heartbreak. So almost like letting yourself sit with yourself and those feelings. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just need to like lean into those feelings. I just need a good cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is something to be said about like people are like take your minute and like then then move on. And I agree with it. But, like, that minute can be, like, a 20, 30, whatever, hour-long, like, session of listening to sad songs, listening to sad music, maybe, like, looking at old things that remind – like, really, like, throwing yourself into the feels because then after you're like, okay, I really, like, indulged. I let myself feel all the feels. Now I can really move on. Right. And just going into that next relationship feeling – Stable, knowing what you want. And again, we talk about learning from uh, those mistakes, maybe not even mistakes, but like learning from your past and then being able to reapply maybe your new set of goals, your new set of wants in a new, in a relationship. I think everyone who has gone through a breakup, including myself, now I know what to look Mm -hmm. for and what what I know what I want in a partner Yeah, and and what I'm not going to settle for. Exactly. So kind of to finish up my little aside um is that I started getting into relationships that were just like felt safe um and and I started relying on that feeling of another person giving comforting me and having someone to talk to all the time and then finally this past year I was in a relationship like during the beginning of COVID and it was just I don't know something something hit me where I was like why am I doing the same thing that I've always been doing, knowing that it doesn't work, it doesn't fulfill me. And I finally was like, there's nothing like so wrong here in this relationship. So I felt very evil. I was like, there's nothing, you're, you're a great person, um, but I'm only doing things now that make me so happy, so fulfilled. Um, and I think a lot of people just settle for, oh, this is good, nothing's broken. So why, why like, try to fix it. And for me, I just had this light bulb moment of I'm starting my own business. I'm getting into a career that I'm really passionate about. Everything in my life is so, I mean, not to sound like cockier and that's not what I'm trying to sound like. Just like, like everything in my life is so up here. My relationships and my love life should be just as up here, just as fulfilling, just as satisfying. So something's just good and not great. Like I'm not settling for that. And Preach. That's my Do mindset. Not settle. Like, yeah. Level up. This is the year to level up. Things are um, somewhat going back to normal. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what what do you want and what you're not going to settle for. Exactly. Um, so I feel like we talked a lot about judgment and and those sort of anxieties. There, like, is there anything else that you feel like doesn't get talked about um, when it comes to mental recovery? Uh, mental recovery. Yeah. Well, I think just having like, just knowing uh, that we all have our insecurities, whether it's in those relationships, whether it's maybe about your body. Mm -hmm. Um, I think body image is a huge one, especially in the fitness world, but 
being okay with those insecurities and also working on it, like taking time to give yourself some positive reinforcement. I always say like when I feel like out of control or feel bad about something, Mm -hmm. like doing something that makes me feel good, like counterbalancing it with something that makes me feel good. So if I'm like, oh, like, I don't know, like we have those days you wake up and you look in the mirror, I'm just not, like I feel bloated. I don't feel cute. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's something that's going to make me feel better in this instance? And Mm -hmm. sometimes it it is like dressing up, putting some makeup on, um, getting a great workout in, getting my nails done even. Yeah. Sometimes just doing those little things that um, will kind of counterbalance those bad feelings. Exactly. And I think we touched on it in past podcasts. Everyone feels insecure in some way. Even the girl with the the eight pack on the beach, like taking pictures, she there's somewhere in, in there where she feels insecure, where she feels unsure about her body. So if you feel like you don't feel so confident, whether it is body image or whatever you're doing in life that you're not so confident about, know that there's other people in the room on the beach, uh, wherever you're at that are feeling those same feelings. You're not alone. And that's something that, that you that you touched on at the beginning of the podcast. Like you are never alone with those feelings. Yeah, we're with you. I, I mean, I, I'm still that girl on the beach who cause it's kind of self-conscious, like putting on a swimsuit. Yeah. I think, um, especially past summers when maybe I did weigh a little bit more. Like I remember like dreading summer, I dreading putting on a bathing mm-hmm. suit. Like that was just like the worst time. I remember even ba- bathing suit shopping with mom and being like, Oh my gosh, like nothing fits right. Nothing looks good. And how am I going to go to the beach with my friends? Right. Looking this way? The wor- and the world feels like it's ending. Right. And that's definitely not, not the case. Yeah. And especially now there's so many like cool styles out there that like, if you're, if you're not wanting to do this like little thong bikini, like don't like there's these awesome cover ups or I don't know, there's just so much out there to, to make you feel good and make you feel confident. And that's a really cool part about fashion now, um, is that it is like kind of catching up with the times. I think it's really important to remember that no matter who you are, whether you are seeing this girl on the beach with her eight pack abs and tan and whatever, she is insecure too somewhere deep down. Like we all have our insecurities no matter who you are. So just reassuring yourself that you aren't alone in those feelings is so important. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, body image, I think is a big anxiety for a lot of people and especially, especially me. And I remember even we talk about relationships. Um, I remember my ex would like follow all these girls on Instagram, these like Instagram models Mm -hmm. and in these tiny bikinis that we're talking about. And I'd be like, wait, like if you're following those and liking those girls pictures and, uh, um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. It just made me look at myself and I'm like, I don't look like that. Yeah. And then we get into that kind of comparison game. And mm-hmm. I think that's never a good game to that's play. That's never a good game. And I think if you find yourself playing that game is to pull yourself out of that, mm-hmm. shut it off, put away your phone yep. and remind yourself that you are a badass and um, no one else out there in the world is you. And that's your superpower. Like no one is you. So like don't live your life trying to look like someone, trying to be someone else because you're you and that's amazing and that's the best part. Right. And stop looking at Instagram to compare yourself to other people's (laughs) highlight reels. And remember, there are so many like even editors out there. And I think that's a dangerous game too, um, that people are airbrushing their photos or um, whatever it is. But 
Yeah. No, I, it's true. Like it's not, it's not all real. What you're looking at is not even like, like sustainable or achievable because like it's not real. So reminding yourself of that and taking, making the conscious effort to say like, I'm going into a dark hole right now of comparing myself and I'm starting to feel these like icky, uncomfortable, bad feelings. I'm legit going to physically place my phone like 10 feet away from me, put it down and like open up a book, call my mom or actually you need your phone for that. Don't call, <laughs> don't call mom yet. <laughs> Just a mental signal. <laughs> yeah. Bad signal. <laughs> tone signals. Yeah. Um, but I think um, everything we talked about today is, is so important. We did put up an Instagram poll last night asking people, when you are feeling bad, when you're feeling down, what do you do to pull yourself itself out of it? Shay, what were some of the oh answers God, we got? Are funny, you guys crack me up. <laughs> and I was reading through a lot of these and I was like, preach. Like, preach. Same here. Retweet. Retweet. Um, okay, so... What do you do when you're feeling down? We got a few funny answers. Mm-hmm. Reese's, uh, what is it? Reese's or Reese's? Is Re- that the big? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, we're off to a hard start. Reese's. Reese's. Yeah, I don't know what, Reese's? Like, what, what are you saying? Reese's? Dude, where are you from? All right, I don't know. You guys okay. let us know in the comments. Okay, Re- but, Reese's. But honestly, that's my favorite candy. I can't yeah. pronounce it, but it's my favorite candy. <laughs> so, yes. Never knew you struggled with this. Okay. Go off. Um, reading a good book with a candle going. Mm. Such a vibe. Make sure you can see, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's a vibe. (laughs) I can't see the words on the pages, but a vibe. Like a bubble bath, a candle, a good book. Yeah. Um, Giving yourself time to get away from that blue light away from your screen. Yeah. Um, We had someone write in sex. Uh, Yeah. Just hump it out. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. You know, whatever <laughs> makes you feel good. Listening to a podcast. Maybe it's a don't talk Maybe. Maybe it's this one. Um, working out. Nothing gets me going like a good workout, you know? Yeah. No. Like the moments before, it's a no. During, it's a maybe. After, it's a hell yeah. I'm glad I did that. Oh, sure. Um, calling close friends and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, calling your, calling your mom. Sending her those bat signals. Uh, yeah, whenever I have, like, a bad anxiety, I, I usually call mom. I know. <laughs> poor mother, poor mom. She, like, takes on all of our stress. Yeah. She's like, girls, like, I do have my own life and my own stresses. And we're like, but mom, no. how do I fix this? She legit is, like, sometimes <laughs> she'll hang up and she'll be like, honestly, this is too stressful and I, I can't deal with this right now. I don't have the mental capacity. But preach. Like, sometimes you don't have the mental capacity to deal with someone else's issues. Karen, could you have said it a little nicer? Maybe. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, maybe? No, right. she just hangs up. <laughs> no, but I think, uh, guys, I think that's a great tool and a great line to use. Like, I support you. I just don't have the mental capacity for right now. And it's valid. I, I need some me time. Like, yeah. I, I've got a lot on my plate, and that's okay. And I will call you back. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Um, eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Hell yeah. But one thing I want to say on that is whatever icky, bad feelings you're feeling before the ice cream and all the sweets and stuff is still going to be there after. So a lot of people, a lot of times people turn to like sweets and like binge eating and whatever. It's like you do need to find like good like have the ice cream, but you need to find other good coping mechanisms to deal with the problem at hand because that meal, that ice cream isn't going to take it away. Right. For sure. Um, Puppies, puppies might take it away. 
puppies could, <laughs> I guess. I know, nothing. Really, yeah, Leah's not much of a dog person. Like, the girl doesn't even really know how to, like, pet a dog. It's, it's kind of I'm funny. Like, they're there. <laughs> they're there. Just a little picture. Um, watching a sad movie and crying. We talked about this, too. Like, just leading into the feel sometimes. I don't know about you. What's, your, I, what's the movie that makes I you cry? I feel good after I just, like, have a, a good cry. Yeah. What's the movie that makes you cry? You Honestly, don't know any what, movie what, titles. What's a movie that doesn't make me cry is, is better. <laughs> I would hope like The Incredibles like wouldn't make you cry. I don't know why that just came to mind. Incredibles. Mine. Yeah, you made me. You made fun of me last week for using T Pain as like a music reference, and you come out hot with The Incredibles. <laughs> Honey, out- <laughs> where's my super suit? 10 out of 10 recommend The Incredibles. <laughs> Why did I just say super suit? So weird. Okay, we need to move on. We need to move on. All right, so a lot of people kind of had um, repetitive answers, but those were some of the main ones mm-hmm. that we pulled out. Some some sweets, some crying, um, calling friends and family. Um, yeah, what's, some- what's yours? What's mine? What makes me feel better? Yeah. I think what I've been doing lately, too, is taking the step away from uh, maybe my computer, like in the middle of a work day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry, Matt, my boss. <laughs> no, but really just taking like 10 minutes, um, walk, taking a walk outside and plugging in a podcast that I can really get lost in. I think yeah. that's just like a me time and um, enjoying the nice weather, listening to something maybe mindless yeah well i yell at you sometimes because sometimes i'll go to work and i'll come back and like the shades are still closed the room's dark i'm like shay like have some sunlight go take a walk get a little mental break yeah you're almost more productive after you come back and you're like okay like i had that little reset that rest whatever and now it now it's back yeah for me it's playing sad music in the shower like Um, (laughs) that's it for me what's a song example um closer who's that by um that it's been you introduced me to that song. Oh, um, let me get the like... artist. Let me get the artist. We can't. Uh, okay, closer by Made in L.A. Oh, it's I it's love so that good. song. So I'll like go in the shower and just uh, I'll like dim the lights. I don't need like the full lighting. I just dim the lights, go in the shower, play that song, and just feel all the feels. And then I come out feeling fresh and new. Love that. Love that. UBC. Um, <laughs> UBC, um, another one of our, um, what is that? Saying. Ugly but clean. Ugly but clean. Like, you know, that look fresh out the shower. <laughs> and then someone tries to FaceTime you and you're like, dude, I'm a wet rat right now, but I'm clean. <laughs> well, I'll get back. Okay, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, okay, so wrapping up this podcast, um, I saw this quote and I just feel like the need to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about like stretching yourself thin and calling it productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but be committed to making time for emotional and physical rest. Yes. It is the most important thing you can do. You're not doing yourself or anyone any favors if you're not giving yourself mental and physical rest and recovery. It's allowing you to be your best self. All right, guys. Well, I hope this was helpful. And let us know if you have any other tips that you want to share. Um Stuff that works for you as far as um, those rest recovery days, mentally, physically, whatever it is. But We're all love on you guys. this together. We'll see you on the gram. <laughs> we'll see you in the tone zone. You can tone at home. You can tone from your phone. But all we ask is you don't, don't tone, tone alone. alone. Bye, guys. <laughs>